1: Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss taking an account-based approach to all of your marketing activities. Joining us is Dan Fronin, who is the CMO of Sendoso, which is a sending and account-based execution platform. Sendoso supports revenue-driving teams to stand out with new ways to engage throughout the customer journey by integrating digital and physical sending strategies that enable companies to increase the effectiveness of their go-to-market programs and improve their relationships with their existing customers. So far this week, Dan and I have talked about the concept of ABX, account-based everything, not just your marketing programs, but your customer acquisition and retention as well. Yesterday, we talked about achieving growth using ABM strategies during the economic downturn. And today, we're going to talk about making the most out of your virtual events using an ABM strategy. All right, here's the third part of my conversation with Dan Fronin, CMO of Sendoso. Dan, welcome back to the Martech podcast.
2: Thanks for having me. This has been a great set of conversations.
1: Excited to pick up where we left off. We've covered a lot of ground in terms of what is ABM, how you're taking an account-based approach to not only your prospect lead generation, your conversion to customer, and then making sure that you're retaining those customers. And yesterday we talked a little bit about how marketing strategies are changing during the era of the coronavirus. We saw a shrinking of performance marketing budgets, focusing on marketing foundations and fundamentals. And now we're starting to see those budgets come back. One of the channels that's been the most impacted by the coronavirus is event marketing. We've seen 100% or close to it of events go from being in-person to being digital events. Everybody's doing digital events and webinars. Talk to me about what you've seen in terms of the use of the virtual event and what are some of the ways that you've seen people be successful using this type of marketing?
2: Yeah, it's been super interesting. I mean, we were like a lot of other B2B marketers where say 40% of our marketing spend was in events. And in Q1 and Q2 of this year, we had to switch gears as well. And we've seen a couple different trends. One is... Some people just started spinning up webinars.
1: Webinars after webinars after webinars.
2: It's like fatigue at some point, right? Right now. (laughs) And then uh, other companies have started to spin up virtual events that mirror physical events. So there's some sort of networking mechanism. There's virtual trade booths. There's speaking stages. There's guest speakers. Some have even had DJs. And I think the most successful... Ones that I've seen and ones that we've put on are kind of a mixture of all of it, where you can mix the engagement piece. So people do go to events to network in the first place. People do go to events to learn. So the content still matters a lot. But also people traditionally, when they went to an event would travel. So since travel is not there anymore, you have to be thinking a lot more around a person's day and what their distractions are in their own home and making it a little bit more consumable.
1: I was going to make the big joke about people are attending digital events to digitally escape from their children. (laughs) And has anybody figured out a way to get over a digital hangover? Because let's be honest, a lot of the times people are going to events because it's a break from the norm. Now we're all sitting at home. And so to me, the digital events become, sure, there's some networking components, but it's really about the online education component. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi, who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X.co. Have you seen the content of digital events change? Not a ton. I mean, the only
2: content shift that I've really seen is that traditionally at a physical event, you could have interaction points, whether that was something popping up and you could vote for an idea on screen, or you could call out someone in the audience. So I think what I've really seen is teams having to get a lot more creative in how they're asking what people want in the first place. So I think G2 actually did a really good job with their recent event called Reach, where they actually went out and asked their audience... What are you looking to learn and who would you like to teach you? And then they went out and got those speakers and created the content for them, which I thought was really brilliant. So I think you're actually in a place where people are willing to tell you what they think a good event would be and you can craft that experience for them.
1: Makes me think that we should be repackaging our podcast to be a digital event and just start to sell tickets instead of podcast sponsorships. <laughs> I think a big question, you know, we spent a lot of time trying to develop our audience. It's been a couple of years and we've got a couple of tricks up our sleeves and there's a couple thousand people that listen to these shows. That's not bad, but we've been working on it for years. Now people are starting to try to drive digital events and build an audience and they're doing it in a couple of weeks to a couple of months. How have you seen marketers approach driving traffic and attendance to their digital events?
2: So to me, it kind of goes back to those fundamentals of marketing and your target account framework and your engagement in the first place. I view a digital event as nothing more than another content point or call to action that we would be using to engage our target audience. So for us, when I look at a digital event, obviously, it's important how many people signed up But I know that not 100%, not even 50% of those people are actually going to consume the content the day of, but they did sign up because they wanted to be engaged with Sendoso. And they did sign up because some of that content was useful. So to me, it's almost five times more important to actually take that content after the fact and get it back out to the audience so that they're consuming it. So that you're actually getting the engagement and the conversion that you're looking for in the first place. So I think you got to be looking at the event holistically like you would the rest of the content across all your channels basically.
1: Yeah, it's really creating a second marketing campaign or you know second product to market outside of the actual core products you're trying to drive sales to. When you think about using ABM to drive attendance to your virtual events, how are you building these database where you understand enough about the people you're trying to target to drive them to these events just to feed your other ABM strategies, right? If you want to have a big event, you probably don't have a lot of information on the people you're marketing to. How do you apply ABM strategies where you're trying to put mass amount of butts in seats for a virtual event?
2: To me, it all comes down to that segmentation, right? Let's say you're trying to drive 10,000 people to your event. There's your one-to-one, one-to-few, one-to-many strategy. So I would segment out the one to one and the one to few. And then I would assume that that's 20 to 30% of the audience. And the one to many, I would just be doing your typical digital air cover, email marketing, trying to incentivize them through speakers to get their button chair. And then the other high value accounts where I know if I can get the CMO from XYZ company to not only attend our digital event, but maybe attend our virtual happy hour that we're having the night before or the day of. By spending 50 bucks by sending them a cocktail kit ahead of time, that's where I spend my more traditional ABM one-to-one personalization in dollars.
1: Now this is starting to sound like a real event where we're getting cocktail kits. (laughs) It's a little bit more of a boondoggle. I'm understanding how virtual events are becoming more like real events. Last bit of advice for us when you're thinking about the notion of refactoring your marketing mix. Talked about how ABM is an approach that goes beyond just converting your customers. It's not just lead generation and sales into customer success. We're seeing more and more of these digital events. Performance marketing has dipped. When you're trying to make sense of all of the changes that marketers have gone through, what advice do you have for picking the right marketing mix, making sure that you have the right context for the right potential customer?
2: To me, it's all about getting very close to your data. So we all lost events, but that means everyone did, right? So I think you have the opportunity to go out and test different messaging, you have the opportunity to either spin up your own kind of digital experience, whether that's a field event, or whether that's uh, going and sponsoring in a different ecosystem, and finding out if you're actually getting the engagement in the same audience that you did in the past. And if you can't say yes to that, then you have to keep testing in other areas. So Were you doing SEO? Were you doing pay-per-click? Were you doing sponsored content on LinkedIn? Like Whatever it is, keep going and testing it and iterating on it and seeing if your audiences are actually going there. Because what I can tell you is that our events ended. We now have digital events that are not as much of a direct attribution from Pipeline, but they're a heavy influence now. And we've seen our digital channels pick up considerably. So we know that our audiences are going to different channels to get the information that they were looking for in the first place
1: it's still a competitive landscape. We're just playing on a different board. And we are all trying to reevaluate our marketing mix. Even from our tech podcast, reaching out for our sponsors, we were targeting event marketers. They're not around anymore or asterisks. They're not around active right now. Hopefully they'll come back we're all thinking about different ways to marketers i do think that the approach to abm thinking about your customers first and trying to understand the entire customer life cycle cradle to grave is something that hasn't changed and is not going away dan i appreciate you coming on the show and walking us through not only what abm is how it works but also the context of using abm in today's world my pleasure All right, and that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Dan Fronin, CMO of Sendoso, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Dan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Daniel Fronin, D-A-N-I-E-L-F-R-O-H-N-E-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is sendoso.com, S-E-N-D-O-S-O.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show.